Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So it's been confirmed who the unvaccinated player is for the New Jersey Devils, and we do need him this season, but don't worry, I'm not freaking out. Why am I not freaking out? Well, we'll talk about it in today's episode. Also, I want to talk about a few uh, players who have been stepping up their game during these inter-squad matchups that the New Jersey Devils have been having, and quite honestly, I think they are destined to have great seasons. We have a lot to discuss in this full-length episode, so buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.25 p.m. Eastern Time, September 28th, 2021 at the time of recording. And guys, word has been official. It has been confirmed that Mackenzie Blackwood was the lone player to not get vaccinated for the New Jersey Devils. Remember in yesterday's episode, and by the way, I am so glad that I recorded yesterday's episode when I recorded it because I hate when I record an episode and then uh, breaking news happens and then uh, basically my episode will become irrelevant. But uh, in yesterday's episode, if you missed it, I did talk about the stance of uh, you know, a hypothetical scenario of a New Jersey Devils player being unvaccinated. I didn't want to single out Mackenzie Blackwood because I didn't really have any proof. I didn't have any evidence. I didn't want to be like everyone else. I just wanted to wait for confirmation that if it was Mackenzie Blackwood or someone else, just so, you know, I had my facts 100%. If I don't have my facts 100% correct, then I'm not going to report it. So word is official that Mackenzie Blackwood was the unvaccinated player for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, quite honestly, I, I kind of saw it coming but at the same time it was just like you know I'm glad that I waited till today to get confirmation on this matter so um, you know when we're talking about Mackenzie Blackwood he's certainly a key player for the New Jersey Devils and quite honestly guys I'm not worried in the least bit if Mackenzie Blackwood's gonna play or not you really think the New Jersey Devils organization are just gonna you know sit on their hands and just be like okay Mackenzie you just won't play in Canada or in California or uh, in New York whatever the case might be because some of the arenas are requiring that uh, all fans and all players, all staff be vaccinated in order for them to participate in the hockey game. Like I said, whether you're a fan, whether you're a player, whether you're a staff member, you are required to get vaccinated in some of these arenas. But like I said, I am not worried in the least bit that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood won't play uh, this season or at least will miss a good chunk of games. I think he will get vaccinated. I think he will uh, bite the bullet and, you know, go with the flow of his teammates because at the same time, I get his health and safety are a concern. In fact, I will talk about that in a second. But uh, like I said, it's just like you're a professional athlete. You have the top trainers. You have the top doctors. You have the top nutritionists to help you get through it if you do show symptoms. Let's uh, feel somewhat empathetic for uh, Mackenzie Blackwood because he did get hit with COVID pretty hard last season, which is why he had to miss a few weeks. So like he was the first New Jersey Devils player to go on to the COVID protocol list uh, 
to start the season last year. He missed uh, so much time. That's why Scott Wedgwood had to step up and play uh, the starting netminder for a, a few stretches for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, I can understand his concern because he probably doesn't want something like that, you know, re-entering his body, especially since um, he got hit with it hard and he had to deal with it. So, my, in my personal opinion, w whether you agree with it or not, just, you know, somewhat be neutral and just understand where he's coming from, but understand where the other side of the coin is coming from. As in, you know, it, look, it, it, it's not an NHL decision. It's a government decision. And, you know, I could sit here and question the government, but I'm not going to do that because, you know, that's not what this show is about. That's not what you guys want to hear. And I'm sure you guys don't want to hear my political stance in, on, on this matter. You want to hear hockey and you want to hear what my hockey opinion is. And like I said, this is kind of out of the NHL's uh, hands. So, you know, if you choose not to get vaccinated, then that's your personal choice. But just know your season is going to be limited. But on the other side of things, I do ask the question, how long will this continue? Because if you think you can get 100% of the players for whether it's for hockey, basketball, baseball, uh, football, whatever the case might be, if you expect to get 100% of your players or your staff or your personnel to get vaccinated, you are delusional. It's not going to work. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible, in my opinion. So it's worth mentioning, and a lot of people have been saying this on Twitter, that Blackwood's agent also uh, represents Tyler Bertuzzi and Zach Ronaldo. So the, the thing about Bertuzzi and Ronaldo is that uh, both of them have decided not to get the vaccine either. So should we be blaming the agent? Like I said, guys, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So like I said, it, it's just maybe a matter of coincidence. But is it one of those weird coincidences? Well, I don't know. That's going to be one of the biggest conspiracy theories this year in the NHL that Bertuzzi, Ronaldo, and Blackwood's agent is uh, spoon feeding them to not get the uh, vaccine. But quite honestly, here's my argument against that claim. Do you really think an agent... Um, you know, wh whoever the agent is would be telling their player, you know, don't do this because if Blackwood, Ronaldo, and Bertuzzi don't get the vaccine, then they can't play in, uh, you know, the max number of games that they potentially can play in. And whether they hit the free agent market, whether they want to be traded, whatever the case might be, their value will go down. So it's just like if you're playing in less games, then, you know, you get less attention, you get less production and you get forgotten about. So if an agent is, you know, telling their player to not play in this certain amount of games, then that's a terrible agent, if you ask me. So if my agent is telling me that I'm firing my agent, whether I agree with the stance or not, it's just because, you know, if you don't play in a certain amount of games, then. Uh, you know, you're going to make less money as a result. Your stock is going to go down. You're, you're, uh, it doesn't matter how big uh, or small of the player it is. You know, if you're not playing in the games to show your true potential, what you could potentially do, no team wants you. So I'm just saying that, um, you know, putting that out there. And keep in mind, the more your stock declines, the less money you'll make. And also remember, an agent takes anywhere from 10 to 15% of their respective players' salary because that's how they get paid. That's how they make their money, you know, uh, because, you know, whatever the endorsement the player does, whatever the player makes in terms of uh, salary, you know, the agent has to take that too in terms of just, you know, being able to provide for their family as well. So I'm just saying, guys, you know, let's let's cool with the conspiracy theories. Okay, it's been confirmed. Mackenzie Blackwood is the unvaccinated player. I guess it's kind of the worst kept secret amongst the New Jersey Devils organization. But like I told you guys, 
I'm not going to report anything unless I am 100% certain on it. And that doesn't mean I'm always correct because I can make mistakes. But at the same time, I just wanted to be fair. And remember, I said that Corey Massasek from The Athletic, who covers the New Jersey Devils, he couldn't even tweet out uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's situation or he couldn't even out Mackenzie Blackwood because the team didn't out uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. And I respect the New Jersey Devils uh, organization for doing that. Because it's just like, you know, I see these other teams and they're outing their players of who doesn't get the vaccine and kind of pressuring them. But now that the New Jersey Devils kind of waited a minute before saying Mackenzie Blackwood was the unvaccinated player. I don't know about you, but I think my respect for the organization kind of went up. So you're keeping the matter private. You're keeping it in-house. So the fact that they were outing it now, I think uh, all signs indicate that Mackenzie Blackwood will uh, get the vaccine. Everything will get... Uh, resolved because Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, was playing in the in the inner squad matchup. And remember, guys, I, I mentioned in yesterday's episode that Mackenzie Blackwood was practicing away for the team for the time being. But I said it might not be COVID related; it could be an injury related uh, ordeal. And Corey Massasek confirmed that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood had offseason surgery on his heel, and he was working his way back from it. So. You know, I'm just saying, like, I was kind of correct, which was, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood practicing off to the side was probably not because of COVID protocol, just because, you know, he's amongst his team, because you can still play with your team if you're unvaccinated. It's just a matter of, like, you know, what you cannot do when you're on the road, and Canada will be completely different, but... Uh, things like that. I'm just saying like, you know, before we make an extraordinary claim, let's get extraordinary evidence. And I don't think the evidence was there that it was Mackenzie Blackwood, despite what everyone else was saying. I remember I had a listener tweet at me yesterday saying like uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was doing a an autograph session and it, it was maskless. And I said, well, you know, that could go two ways. Yes. Yes, you're right. It, it, it could mean that he is vaccinated and, you know, he, he he's allowed to do it. Or it could be like he doesn't care. And, um, you know, he He's unvaccinated, but uh, it could have gone either way. But um, I I was not aware of that. But I I appreciate that fan for reaching out to me. So we still have a lot to discuss in terms of this Mackenzie Blackwood ordeal. And I want to talk about some players who have been making a big impact during these inner squad matchups. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and comes from rockauto.com. So with the ever increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy-to-use website to find a solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now the second live read comes from direct tv so does this scenario sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch a game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again 
again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter and confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream, and you can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So I, I want to read a statement that Corey Massasak tweeted out in terms of Mackenzie Blackwood. According to his Twitter, here's what uh, Blackwood had to say in regards to the vaccine. He says, I have a couple health concerns, health reasons why I'm working through it a little slower. I have a couple boxes I wanted to check off and not just rush into it. So I think the good thing is that Mackenzie Blackwood is not saying that he's not going to get it. I think that's a, a good thing. So he's not being stubborn about this. He just wants to take his time. And quite honestly, guys, like I said, at the time of this recording, we are still about two weeks away from the season opener between the Chicago Blackhawks and the New Jersey Devils. So there's plenty of time for Mackenzie Blackwood to get his COVID vaccine and basically he'd be eligible to play. So I think... Um, he he uh, if he is to get vaccinated within the next couple of days, let's see if he gets the Johnson and Johnson, then he'll still be on track to play in the first uh, game for the New Jersey Devils. So I'm not in the least bit concerned of what's going to potentially happen. So enough about Mackenzie Blackwood. I think we've kind of put that chapter to rest. We talked about uh, basically like what the overall scenario was. We talked about uh, you know speculating who the player was. Found out it was Mackenzie Blackwood, and we talked about the potential impact it could have. And also, I think I did a good job of just understanding where he's coming from as well. And I hope I kind of painted a better picture for you guys because, you know, like I said, first devil to test positive for COVID uh, during the course of the season. And, you know, he got hit with it hard. So uh, just 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 have some empathy towards him in that regard. So don't, don't pounce on him. Don't hate on him. Just let him take his time. I think we, we need to be like the New Jersey Devils players, which is, you know, we, we might not agree with it, but we support his decision and I'm sure he's going to play in most of the games at netminder for the New Jersey Devils so like I said I am not concerned in the least bit that Mackenzie Blackwood will play he will play the New Jersey Devils are going to uh, allow it there, there's no way they're going to let him just you know sit out a good chunk of the season just no way that's going to happen and like I said I'm sure uh, everything is going to be just fine so uh, let's talk about some inner squad matchup for the New Jersey Devils and in terms of like what players have been surprising so far. So at the time of this recording, and I guess when this episode goes live, the New Jersey Devils will be playing in their first uh, scrimmage game. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, according to Alex Chabonsi, there's been a lot of players who have been very uh, good in terms of just their overall impact during these last uh, couple of uh, scrimmages. So uh, uh, for Jonathan Bernier, according to one of my colleagues at the Hockey Writers, Alex Chavansi, he said that uh, Bernier, despite a shaking outing in the team's first scrimmage, he was at the top of his game for Team Red, counting stats that weren't being kept, but he did not give up a goal in 30 minutes of action. So keep in mind the periods were 15 minutes as opposed to the usual 20. And he made incredible saves that complete and completely robbed Chase Stillman of a goal early in the game. So uh, I think for Jonathan Bernier, he just needs to keep up his uh, overall momentum. Uh, hopefully he takes it into the season because he is going to be 1B to Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, if Mackenzie Blackwood is able to play. But at the same time, like I said, the, I love Jonathan Bernier because he's capable of being a starter. He's shown it in his career that he's a capable starter. So, you know, if, if I have to start Mackenzie Blackwood or Jonathan Bernier, I'm not really going to complain all that much because, you know, is it the best goalie tandem out there in the NHL? No, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Jonathan Bernier so far. So I think for Bernier, just keep up that momentum going into the season, keep up that confidence, and 
uh, show people why, you know, you're actually a much better goalie because remember when he was playing for the lowly Detroit Red Wings, uh, his stats would look a lot worse. So I think his worst season was actually with the Detroit Red Wings just a couple seasons ago. So overall, it's just like, um, you know, I, I'm liking what Jonathan Bernier is doing so far. And remember, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, d- you know, not only because of his vaccine situation, but also his heel situation, uh, Bernier has had to step up. So I'm liking uh, uh, Bernier's impact and what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. So I think uh, it's hitting the nail on the head. And then uh, another young guy that Alex Javonsi said that uh, is really surprising is actually Dawson Mercer. So we talked about Dawson Mercer uh, in a recent episode in terms of him, Alexander Holtz, and Nolan Foote potentially playing on the same line for the New Jersey Devils at least at one point during the season. And quite honestly, I'm not against it. Just uh, it has to be against the right team. And, you know, it has to be in the right set of circumstances because I don't want that to happen for like a contending team that we potentially have to face. So if we have to face the 10 Bay Lightning. I don't really want to do that against Boston Bruins. Nope, not going to happen. So, um, you know, it, it seems like Dawson Mercer has been having a good past couple of games and he picked up assist on Miles Wood's goal. And, you know, uh, he was there on the rebound off a shot from Alexander Holtz. So, um, you, you know, Dawson Mercer, he's just trying to assert himself. And this is essentially a trial for people like Mercer, Foot, and Holtz because it's just like, you know, who's going to get like that final spot on the roster? Who's going to start the season off with the New Jersey Devils? Because we know that Dawson Mercer, Alexander Holtz, and Nolan Foot, all of them are going to get an opportunity to play for the New Jersey Devils this season. But it's more of a matter of like, when is it going to happen? Like, when is their turn going to come? We know it's going to come. It might come at the beginning of the season because, like I said, you know, Nolan Foot is projected to, um, you know, play the fourth line for the New Jersey Devils this season. However, if you were to go to dailyfaceoff.com right now and look at our fourth line, it is certainly not set in stone when you look at the players. So we already have Nolan Foot established and we got uh, Andreas Janssen. He could be a healthy scratch and, you know, this is basically going to be a make or break year for him because if he's not performing come midseason, he is certainly going to be traded. And then for someone like uh, Jesper Boquist, he is still eligible to be sent down to the AHL Pro program with no repercussions so you know that's something to keep in mind and that's why we're signing people to uh, like uh, Jimmy VC or Mark Jankowski to PTO deals to basically see what they could potentially do for our organization because I think uh, the last priority for the New Jersey Devils is just trying to fill out that fourth line and see how it could be somewhat effective with very little they have because we have our first line established. We have our second line established. We have our third line established, but that fourth line is wide open. And uh, if Lindy Ruff wants to bring up Alexander Holtz and also Dawson Mercer to fill out uh, the center and wing positions for uh, that fourth line, you know, I, I wouldn't count that out. But at the same time, he's not just going to hand it over to them. He wants them to earn that. So I'm not against the idea, but at the same time, it's just like I want to be very patient with that. And, you know, speaking of Jankowski, um, you know, the the thing is, is that he doesn't have a flash to his game, according to Alex Javonsi, but at the same time, he's still, you know, uh, putting up some solid production. So he, he was able to score for Team Red with a quick goal in the first period, and he was able to pounce on, on Mackenzie Blackwood on a turnover and set up Tyler Watherspoon for an easy goal, making for a two-point game. So I, I told you that I think out of all the players who are signed to PTO deals, I know Jimmy VC is also having a pretty solid, um, you know, stretch for the New Jersey Devils during this, um, you know, uh, line of, uh, of exhibition, scrimmages, inter-squad, whatever the case might be. But at the same time, I just think that uh, Jankowski has 
the best opportunity just because the center position for the New Jersey Devils, with the exception of, you know, uh, Nico Heizer and Jack Hughes, isn't really established. So if I had to, you know, bet all the money in the world, and I think a lot of you agreed with me on this stance on Twitter, that Mark Jankowski, just due to him being a center, I think uh, he has the best chance of making the New Jersey Devils roster from that PTO deal just because of how thin we're at at the center position. VC, he is a good player, and I, I know, you know, I've seen his solid production during these inner squad, but at the same time, it's just like, we have a lot of wingers. That's not what we really need at this point. And then same with Watherspoon. I don't care if he scored a goal or not. There's just no room for him. They like he's a left-handed defenseman. He's gonna get lost in a sea of a left-handed defenseman. And but you know, because you know, we we got not only the players at the NHL level, we got um, you know uh, Luke Hughes who's playing in college right now. Then we got Riley Walsh and then Shakir Mukamadoulin. He's developing in the right direction, even though Mukamadoulin is a right-handed defenseman. I'm just putting that out there. So. Uh, you know, I, I think out of all the players that we signed to PTO deals, I think Jankowski has the best uh, chance of overall uh, just making the final uh, roster spot, whatever the case might be. So, like I said, that's not set in stone, but I just wanted to establish that. Now, uh, before we continue and I give you guys my final thoughts, uh, I want to give you guys the third and final library this morning comes from betonline.ag. So, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100 welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use the promo code nfl 100 from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online your online sportsbook expert Remember to use the promo code Locked On, and remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets as well. So when we're looking at overall impact and development, I think uh, one player that I want to shift my attention to is Igor Sharangovich. And you're probably thinking, oh boy, here, here we go. We know you're a big fan of Sharangovich and things of that nature. But there just seems to be something different about Sharangovich this season. Because I think he is destined to have a breakout year. Because just the way he's playing, he looks a lot more confident. He has, I, I saw this tweet uh, recently saying that he just has a swagger like, like that on him. Uh, this season during the last couple of inter-squad matchups. Obviously, we're going to have to see what he does during, like, regular opponents. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, he seems a lot more confident. He seems a lot smarter out there. And I think uh, Jack Hughes, who is also developing in the right direction and having a pretty good uh, line of inter-squad matchups as well, I, I, I think that's something we should take into consideration just because, you know, um, you know, Jack Hughes is developing in the right direction. I talked about Dawson Mercer developing in the right direction. And now, you know, Igor Sharangovich, it seems like he is destined to have a breakout year similar to what Jack Hughes was sort of able to do last season for us. So I think Sharangovich uh, is definitely someone we should keep an eye out. And we've been seeing this over the summer as well when, you know, Sharangovich was playing for Belarus and just, you know, the, the fact that he has this cocky demeanor, but at the same time, he can back it up with his style of play. He plays with a lot of energy. And, you know, I, I've been seeing just a lot of Sharon Golvidges on um, on Twitter, just him scoring, him being in the right spot at the right possible moment. So I think one of my bold predictions is that 
expect a breakout year from Sharon Govich and expect him to not only make Devils headlines, but NHL headlines. Because I feel as though, you know, a, a lot of people didn't give Sharon Govich the, the, the love he deserved. However, there was one voter uh, from the Calder Memorial Trophy race over this past summer who did uh, acknowledge that Sharon Govich was really good because uh, he or she gave uh, Sharon Govich a uh, second place vote in, in that running and and he or she was the lone person to do so so I'm just saying that had to have been someone who was closely associated with the East Division last year or someone who works with the New Jersey Devils uh, closely just because you know I, I don't think anyone outside of the Devils organization would have voted for Sharon Govich to you know uh, be in the second position in that race but overall I, I think uh, one player that I want to acknowledge is just Igor Sharon Govich and his development in the right direction we've been talking a lot about uh, the young guys for the New Jersey Devils just you know uh, going in the right direction we've been talking about Shakir Mukama Doolin the last couple of episodes we talked about Jack Hughes all summer about him just developing and you know him having a pretty decent quiet good year uh during this past year because I feel as though you know while he didn't like set the world on fire he certainly met our expectations because we want him to do 10 times better and he seems to be doing well in that regard as well and now for Sharon Govich it's just like you know right spot right time and uh you know he's he's not going to be afraid to um you know, um, uh, let it fly. So uh, I think the one question mark for Sharon Govich is his overall speed, but, um, you know, he can he can um, gain some muscle to help him in that regards because another thing that's in question is just his physicality because, you know, sometimes he does look a little frail on the ice, but like I said, that could be developed, that could be taught over time, and, you know, he's still young, so integrated to him while he's, you know, still uh, developing and trying to come into his own as a player. So I think for Sharon Govich, it's just like physicality and speed. And, you know, if he bulks up a little bit more, then he's going to have a lot more momentum going his way. So I think for Sharon Govich, he needs to talk to Jack Hughes about just gaining about 10 to 15 uh, pounds more muscle just so he can assert himself. And overall, just, um, you know, he's not like, you know, just uh, trying to bob and weave out there trying to find the opening. So Sharon Govich, he weighs he weighs 196 pounds. He stands six foot two. So. I would love to see if he can maybe get up to maybe 210 a little bit. But like I said, that has to be a muscle that cannot be in fat because Sharon Govich, I, I don't want to see him get chunky out there. So I, I, I think you got you guys can agree with me in that regard. So anyway, let me know what you guys think. Is there a player who is surprising you during these last inter-squad matchups for the New Jersey Devils? And what are you looking forward to for uh, the scrimmages that, uh, against other teams that will take place today uh, when this episode goes live? So uh, as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Remember, reach out to me on Twitter to have an overall discussion. I do respond to everyone uh, when I have the time. So uh, go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.